Heyo, what's up everybody? It is episode 126 of the Audible Farm podcast and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee's been with us for a long time. They support us every single week, not just on the podcast, but I also get their coffee. Their coffee is available at couchtowncoffee.com. All you have to do is find a coffee you like, make an order, and they'll ship it to your house. They roast the beans specifically for you and then ship them to your house. So when you make an order, you know, you know Bob Steves, Stevenson, or you know, Leslie, you know, O Johnson or something, you know, if you make your order, they're roasting your stuff specifically for you and then sending it to your place. So that's pretty awesome, especially in today's day and age, that's uh, almost preferred. So check it out, couchtowncoffee.com and make an order. When you do, you can save 20%. Why? Because Couchtown Coffee is just that awesome. They support this podcast. They support live music. The roaster there is a musician himself. His family is musicians. Every It's all music. So that's one reason I really like Couchtown. And uh, I guarantee you, you will too. It's not just because of the music connection. The coffee is probably one of the best coffees I've ever had in my entire life. Um, doesn't matter which kind you get. It's just the fresh roastness of it is unbeatable. So check it out. Couchtowncoffee.com. Save 20% by entering the code word audible farm when you make an order. So you make an order there and you just say, Hey, audible farm sent me here. That's my code word. Boom. 20% off. Why? Cause Couchtown coffee is that awesome. So thanks Couchtown. Oh, man, I bet you're wondering, where was that episode last week? Well, some people went on the social media and, and saw that I had some computer issues, which is the truth. I uh, My computer was kind of junking out. I couldn't really do too much with it. The battery went kaput or whatever. So I took it in, got it fixed, uh, and I'm back. There, That's the end of the story, I guess. Uh, just got it back. If you're listening to this Thursday, I just got it back yesterday. So I didn't have enough time to get a guest and make it all you know, proper for an episode this week, but... You can listen to me for an hour, I guess, if you really want to. So check that out. That's what this episode is. I'm going to go through all the stuff that I found the last week in music uh, as far as tips, tricks, ways to help people, things I've been discussing with other people, uh, podcast episodes that have come out, how to run social media, uh, just pointing and clicking and saying these are the places you can go to to find more musical content on the off chance that there's another week that I miss. But it's it was it went over like two years without missing, which is pretty wild. Um, anyways, I'm just going to end the intro because it's not like I'm going to talk about anything special in here because it's all going to be on the other side of the music. So we will check you guys out when the episode starts. Thank you. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. Okay. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, episode 126, no guest this week. Last week, I ended up having some computer issues, and I took it in to get it fixed, and uh, so there wasn't an episode last week. Then I, you know, didn't get it back until Wednesday, and blah, 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 but you get the gist. There's no episode last week, and uh, the episode this week is going to just be me chatting with you guys about some stuff here. So, um, what I've been doing in the last week is listening to some other podcasts, and I did make a couple posts on Facebook and Instagram or here and there on social media on the Audible Farm channel, but uh, 
I did want to reiterate to everyone that they should check out the Iowa Music Podcast. The Iowa Music Podcast is run by Mike Schulte from the Pork Tornadoes. The Pork Tornadoes are one of the most popular bands in Iowa. Um, they're a cover band, but don't just be like, what cover band? Uh, check it out. Check out the podcast. He's got years and years of experience, and uh, with that amount of uh, popularity, allows him to talk to some really cool people. So check it out. The episodes are always really good, but the one that just came out this last week is probably one of my favorites. Mike and I banter back and forth a little bit about social media here and there online. Even in our uh, couple interviews we did together, we discussed it. So if you guys are looking for something to kind of help your social media performance, um, check out that episode. I mean, there's tons of stuff in there, tips, tricks, things he tried, things that worked, things that didn't work. Um, what kind of posts he made that had the most exposure, what kind of posts he made that had the least amount of exposure and, uh, all sorts of stuff. He did like two months worth of testing on this. So, uh, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, the stats are there. I can back up a lot of what he's saying because I've been kind of goofing around with, the three finger Betty social media accounts. And like I said, I can, I can back up a lot of what he's saying. Um, frequency has a big deal, you know, to do with it. Um, you know, and and we always thought to ourselves, you know, it's quality over quantity always on social media, but, um, no, it seems to be quantity over quality, but there still has to be good quality. So it's this weird thing where you can post, you know, once a day, almost every single day, but uh, sometimes you can post more than that and, and even, you know, gain higher exposure. Uh, the, the fact of the matter that we were trying to get around to the point of, of talking about it on, on an episode of this podcast, as well as, like I said, his whole episode on the Iowa Music Podcast this last week is all about this. So um, if you don't believe what I'm talking about, he has numbers written down and facts and figures and percentages and uh, exposure rates and all sorts of crazy cool things he's talking about as far as social media. So, but like I said, if, if you want to check out some of this stuff, I, I really think there's a value that has to be put on um, a band's social media platform. And I understand there's some people that might argue that, I mean, some of my favorite musicians, um, local musicians have a very, very sparse at best social media, you know, um, account, you know, they don't run too much stuff. They only have maybe a Facebook at best. And, you know, if that they don't post too many things or a lot of the things they post are, Um, so similar to the previous things they post that sometimes I scroll past them by accident. So posting the same pictures over and over and over again and things like that might not always be beneficial, but, uh, like I was saying, some of these people, it doesn't matter. I mean, you're going to have your local fans go to see you. You've built up a strong enough following that social media is not going to, you know, change the amount of money that gets put in your pocket too much, but there should be an argument to be made that, if you do have a proper social media following as well as, you know, the capabilities, the talent level and more, you know, the exposure rate should go up even higher. And I believe that Mike Schulte discussed a lot of that stuff in his podcast. So if you guys are looking for that, check it out. Like I said, none of this is really, um, too dead set on like, you have to have 20,000 followers and be one of the biggest cover bands in Iowa in order to pull this off. No, like I said, I I did it with, with three finger Betty. Um, I'll talk about some of the things I did with a three finger Betty account, I guess. But, uh, 
um, you know, it's, it's kind of nice to be able to advertise for things and, and talk about things. And, you know, in the middle of COVID, it's not like there's too many shows going on and, and things of that nature. So what does everybody have, you know, to talk about? Well, you can pull up, you know, old pictures or try to make like memes or set up an online shop or, or promote your material on different platforms. Um, and that's another tough one. Once again, listen to that Iowa Music Podcast episode with Mike Schulte. He discusses um, Facebook's ability to squash some platforms. So if you share to certain platforms, um, the big one being YouTube, if you share to different platforms, sometimes Facebook kind of lowers the exposure rate uh, purposefully because they don't want you to leave Facebook. And that's, I mean, if you think about it, it's actually like generally speaking, kind of good business model, I guess, you know, but the same rate is kind of like, come on, just show people my YouTube stuff and, and whatever. So uh, we talked about all sorts of stuff like that, but I've been sharing links to things, kind of trying to see what links get squashed more or like whether or not it's best to just put the link in the comment section or to tell people to just click the, the link in the bio. Cause you know, that seems to be a really big deal on, on Instagram. That's definitely uh, the beneficial thing since you can't post a link on Instagram. So you can do stuff where you run a promotion for a week about a certain platform and then change the link to that on your Instagram account and then kind of flip flop around. There's different ways different bands can do it. But, you know, like I, like I said, you don't necessarily have to do any of these things. You, you can be a good musician. You can play a lot of shows. People can like your stuff. Uh, you can be friendly to one another and and it will actually garnish a lot of attention and that sometimes that's good enough for people, you know, and I get it. Like, trust me, I get it. Um, not everyone's in this for the same thing. And that's one of the beauties about being in a band is every band is a little bit different. Some of them are hyper professional. Other ones are just kind of flight by night. And, and honestly, I enjoy both. Um, some of that comes from playing a lot of different styles of live music over the last five years or four years that I've been playing. And, you know, I played when I was younger, I played, I grew up playing in a church and I played punk music and, and metal music and I played new country and blues and, and all sorts of things at jam nights too. But it's, you know, like I said, some of these people that I, I meet and run into don't have very, you know, high end social media accounts, but it, like I said, multiple times over, it doesn't always matter. So if, if you don't really care about your social media, I mean, it's not going to, hinder you probably. Um, but if you do care about it, it has the ability to maybe add an extra dynamic that just your playing might not have. And I mean, some of, I guess if I wanted to draw a parallel to some of these people, it'd be like, if you can be a good musician and sit there and it's awesome, but if you have a, a little bit of a show going on around you, if you have some lights or just something simple like that, it's enough to pump up the professionalism, you know, up a level. And, you know, some people are against f being flashy or having lights or anything like that, or they don't want to drag extra stuff to the show. And I, and I get that to an extent, but one, you know, this comes back down to everybody can do whatever they want in music. You know, you can, it's not cut and dry. You don't have to be, you know, pork tornadoes huge with LED screens and, and drones with cameras and the whole nine yards. I'm not even being facetious. That's for real. <laughs> Go to the pork tornadoes page and check it out. Um, I've talked to Mike Schulte before. Great, great band, great guys. Um, but anyways, yeah, you don't have to do all that stuff to be, you know, to be successful or at least in your own eyes be successful. Just because, just because this is what some people are doing doesn't mean you have to do it. But Mike pointed out in the podcast, if, 
if you think there are opportunities you're missing out on and other bands are, you know, gaining, go to their social media and find out if, if it's something they're doing there that is yielding them these opportunities. Um, one of my favorite things is just to ask people, you know, not everyone is, you know, mean online, you know, it seems like it sometimes, but you can just message someone and say, Hey, what's the deal with this? How did you get locked in with this? And you don't have to be like, I'm getting in on this too. And I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, but you can just say, Hey, I, I saw you did this. It's really cool. How'd you get in on there? You can see what other people are doing or give them props for certain things. And then personally message the band and say, Hey, I noticed you got in on this thing. I think I'm going to submit, you know, my band to it too. What do you think about that? And, and just see what they say. I, I definitely feel there's a lack of giving the credit where the credit is due online when it comes to that kind of thing. But at the same rate, um, you, that's some of the way as humans, we learn by watching others, right? You know, so what's, you know, what's no different than online. And I guess you don't really have to give credit to everybody, you know, especially like in real life, you know, you're not out there giving credit to, you know, whoever taught you not to burn your hand on a stove every time you don't burn your hand on the stove. You know, it's not, not like you're learning these lessons and you have to give the credit, but sometimes it's nice to give the credit where credit's due. You know, there's a lot of really cool people out there doing really cool things. And, and, you know, one of my favorite things was following some of my favorite local bands. And then I would, I'd get introduced to different local bands around them. And then I'd find out like, Oh, these three or four guys are on the, on the radio and, and they're on the radio with this band and that DJ and these things. And then you start hitting them all up. Like, how'd you get on the radio? Is this person a cool person? Can I just message them? Or is that all right? Do I like, do you think that my music would go good on the radio over there? And after you go through all that kind of stuff, you, you high five each other and you say, thanks everybody for the information. And you go to the DJ and you say, Hey, I talked to these guys. I've got this music. What do you think about it? And you let them think about it, you know, and, and you don't just like push it onto them and stuff like that. But I've had a lot of people asking me, how do you get three finger Betty on the radio? And comes down to asking, I guess, um, you know, ask your friends, ask your buddies, buddy up with other bands, ask those guys how they got on the radio. Are you on the radio? Do you care to be on the radio? What difference does it make? You know, get some of these opinions from people. Uh, there's people that don't care to be on the radio and I get it, you know, in today's day and age, the radio isn't what it used to be, but at the same time, there's still terrestrial radio that's free to everyone and they can sit and listen to it. And it's playing in offices and bars and, and cars and other places, maybe not to the extent it used to be, but it's still, it's still there and it's still being played. So I think there's value in being played on the radio and I always try my best to give the proper shout outs to the radio stations that are, are helping us out on this, this journey. Like one of the things we did in three finger Betty, you know, speaking of no rules in music, we released singles out to different stations. And at one point in time, we had every song from our new EP being played on a different radio station in a different area. So depending on where you lived, you would hear one of the singles from the new three finger Betty EP before we even released it online or or anywhere like we didn't have it on Bandcamp, we didn't have it on spotify we didn't have physical copies yet we were still waiting on those so it was one of these weird things where it's like well let's promote it this way just because it might be kind of fun you know to to release the album promotionally i'm using air quotes thanks for watching the patreon guys um i'm using the air quotes and uh you know it's one of those things where we can release this thing like piece by piece to different stations. And it's not like we're giving it away for free, but we are giving it away for free. And if you're there and you're listening and you're lucky enough, you hear it. And it was kind of fun to have people message 
three finger Betty. It wasn't just like piles of people, but it was really fun to have people be like, dude, did you put out a new album? Cause I heard some stuff over here and I mean, there were some stations that were playing our stuff that we got messages from there. I mean, <laughs> it's really fun to send your stuff to a radio station. The DJs are just like, where are you guys been? It's like two hours West of you, uh, come check us out sometime, you know, and, you know, maybe it'll help you get into a different area or just uh, like have people in the state, you know, recognize who you are and, uh, you know, kind of buddy up with you and things like that. So, I mean, this is a long tangent going on, on something that I started talking, um, from the Iowa music podcast. So I'm going to double back real quick and just say, um, go check out the Iowa music podcast. If you like this, I guarantee you like that. The episodes are, you know, usually half an hour to an hour, maybe some of them are a little longer, some of them are a little shorter, but it's really great to be able to sit down and, and listen to what some of these people have to say. And, you know, Mike, like I said, Mike is a, he's a consummate professional. He's been doing the music thing for quite a while. He knows what he's talking about. He knows a lot of really cool people. So, so hit him up and, and check out that Iowa music podcast. This is where I, I've been drawing a lot of my inspiration as far as um, how to do things online. It's not like I'm trying to copy what Mike's doing because, you know, the bands I'm in and the bands he in are, are very, very different types of bands. But it's it's nice to have somebody say, here's all of the tools I used. Pick out the ones you want to use and use them too. And, and you, you know, I just think like I'd be remiss not to use these tools or, you know, I'd be an idiot not to use these tools, you know, so I'm, I'm picking the ones I want and using them. Um, one of the things is setting up an online shop. I've been arguing with a lot of people about whether or not I think they should do that. And I want to say arguing, but I've been discussing it with a lot of people. And, uh, we set up a shop for three finger Betty. I mean, there was already one kind of there, but we didn't really promote it very much. But with the new release of this album, it was like, no shows, we got to sell it somewhere, so let's put it online. So we made a Bandcamp shop. If you go to threefingerbetty.bandcamp.com, just click on the merch tab. It's right there. That's all the Three Finger Betty merch. How hard is it to set up a, a Bandcamp page? It's not. I understand some people are like, what is Bandcamp? It doesn't make any sense. Well, Bandcamp is a place you can go and sell digital copies of your albums. You can even sell physical copies. You can sell merch. You can sell stickers, T-shirts. Whatever you want, D CDs, vinyls, you just have to set it up. That's all you have to do. And what do you have to do to set it up? Well, you get an email account, you log in, you, you make a page, you upload your music, and boom, it's that simple. I mean, it's really not terribly hard. And I've had a couple people say they tried to set one up and couldn't figure it out. I get it. Like, some people aren't as, as tech savvy as others. But I will say, you can set one. I set one up with a phone, so you can set one up. Um, if you want to see one that I, I made almost entirely the whole entire, uh, band camp page for somebody I've made Clint Riedel's band camp page. So if you go to clintriedel.bandcamp.com, um, other than uploading the tunes to Bandcamp, I did everything with my phone. So it's kind of fun to be like, you can actually do this with a phone. You don't need a computer and fancy stuff. So if you guys want to see what it's like to make a Bandcamp page with just a phone, it's possible. Go to Clint Riedel's. I made that one for him. But you can see that he has no merch page, but the Three Finger Betty one does. And that's, you know, just a preference thing. He, he didn't feel like he wanted to put his merch online. And I get that. But that's one of the things a lot of people have said is the deterrent, I guess, is they don't want to have to go back and forth to the post office and do all that stuff. And I also understand that. Trust me, 
Trust me, I do. I I don't mind going to the post office. I will go to the post office, especially if somebody's buying something from me. Boom, I'll go to the post office and sell it. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Um, with the three-finger Betty stuff, we actually kind of split some of the duties. So different people are sending out the stuff from different areas. So if you get like a, the stickers, you might get it from somebody else other than if you bought the vinyl or the shirts. But all the stuff will make it to you. You know, we all just sat down and decided, let's split this up a little bit so we can you know, split the responsibilities. And it's, it's kind of a pain in the butt to figure out like, how do I ship a, a shirt the cheapest and best way or whatever. But, you know, some post offices are nice. Some of them aren't as nice, but most of the time somebody will give you a suggestion. Um, I maybe don't walk in there and say, what's the, how's the cheapest way I can send this to this address. Sometimes they're not as nice about that, but if you, you know, bring it up to them in a nicer way, like say like you're worried about cost effectiveness and, and the security of the package and, you know, you, but you also don't have like terribly too much money to spend, you know, they'll, they'll understand and they'll help you out. But if you're just like, I want to ship this for cheap, make it cheap for me, you know, and sometimes they're not as, as willing to help you. But the post, don't dread the post office. Come on. Like if that's the thing, I, I get it. Other t- otherwise, some people are just too busy. You know, I also understand that. There are third-party companies you can hit up and you can have them sell your stuff. Other people don't want to buy, you know, bulk sets of shirts and then hope they sell and then wait. And, and you know, I've gone through that with Audible Farm here and there a little bit where I was worried, like, is anybody going to buy this stuff? And it's been sitting here and, and, and people will buy it. People eventually do buy the stuff if they believe in your product. So just just uh, hold out and, and they'll buy it and... And, you know, maybe if one piece of merch doesn't sell too well, uh, go a different route and try a different piece of merch. I also know bands that have went super minimal where they'll make like four or five, six, seven shirts a year, different designs and stuff. And they'll only make a handful, like a very small handful. So if you want one, buy one other gone. And that's, that's just the end of the story. And so that's a fun way to get rid of shirts without having to worry about having piles of inventory sitting around. Hope that clicking's not being picked up. That's my my new computer chair I got. Uh, my old, everything's been falling apart here. I lost my tripod for my camera, so I got a different one. But laptop breaks down. Had to send that in, and computer chair breaks. Got to get a new. I mean, geez, what's what's gonna be next? Cross your fingers, everybody. I mean, you never know what's gonna happen around these parts. But we got an episode coming out this week, and. Like I said, we're talking about Bandcamp here. You don't have to have Bandcamp page. I mean, there's tons of different places you can sell things. You can set up a shop directly on Facebook now. It's that easy. Uh, here's the other thing. You can set up a shop directly on Facebook and link it to your Bandcamp account. It takes a little bit of manual doing, but you can do it. And that's, you know, that's a possibility. I'm I'm a little perplexed why people wouldn't want to sell stuff online. I I do understand some musicians. I have talked to them and they say, I don't want to seem like a shill or like, like somebody who's out there just helping sell a bunch of stuff, you know? And I, it's not like, I get it. Like some people, as I'm adjusting my Scott Kirkhart hat on the, on the Patreon page, thanks again for watching. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things I, I get that some people don't want to, you know, go out there and just seem like somebody that's hawking a bunch of stuff, you know, and, and, you know, be a big huckster or whatever, you know, Oh, I got shirts, buy my shirts and I'm so cool and dirk a dirk a dirk. But you, you know, it's just personal preference. Once again, that comes down to music and the whole thing. Some of my favorite musicians have never made shirts. 
I understand some people are like, what? But like some of my favorite local musicians, like they couldn't care less about making a shirt. And I, you know, I guess whatever, I'm going to go see them play live regardless. So it's, it's totally their prerogative, whether or not they want to buy a shirt and sell it, you know, but if you guys do have merch and you're like, I didn't make a dime because I haven't been playing a show, make a Bandcamp account. Put it up on there. You can put your music available for digital download right there. You can put your albums up there. It doesn't distribute it to like Spotify and, and Apple and all that other stuff, but you can put your music on there and people can buy it. Like I said, digitally, physically, you can link physical copies to digital copies. You can give them a digital copy if they buy a physical copy. So if they buy the vinyl, you can just let them download the album for MP3s. That way they're not missing out and they can still put it on their phone and cruise around or whatever they want to do. Or, you know, you can even link together bundles and do like multiple albums, you know, for sale for a cheaper price. And you can stick merch on, on albums. You can do all sorts of cool stuff there. It's not like it's, you know, a super inclusive social media esque page, but it's, it's a nice place to have all your stuff just kind of camp out. If somebody wants to buy a shirt, boom, it's there. The downside is if somebody buys a shirt, you got to do the work and send it out. Now, once again, like I said, there are ways you can set up third party companies to do this for you. Like for example, you can go in the settings and say, you know, put it in my PayPal account, but send it to this person to do the distribution, you know, or the order. You can kind of dinker with some of that stuff if you want to. Most of us bands aren't going to go that route or care. But like I said, I've had some people ask about that. Yes, it's possible, but you have to do a little bit more work to set it up. But it is possible. You can, you know, if you find a third party that wants to do it for you, hit them up, you know, then maybe they'll do it for you. But it's, uh, it's one of those things. Online shop, I've, I've been trying to convince a lot of people to set them up. And, and like I said, I kind of just did it for fun for Clint just to, just to see what I could do. I <laughs> was talking with Clint Riedel one day and he says, Hey, check this out. Here's three of my first CDs I ever made. And I said, uh, wh- how come these aren't online? And he says, well, you know, some of them have better or lesser mixing qualities. And some of them, I prefer my newer stuff or, or whatever. But I said, well, you know, I bet some people might think this is cool. And, and I agree with him that maybe, you know, maybe we don't want to, you know, we, I say we, it's not my, you know, intellectual property at all, but maybe he doesn't want to put this on Spotify. I can understand that. Maybe it's not his, his absolute best work. For example, there's a lot, like one of his first live shows is on there and it's like, does he really want the audio from that to be listened around the world when he's got studio recordings that are, are thousands of times better that, you know, five years in uh, he, he made that are, you know, like I said, it's all about how you want to represent yourself, but we decided to throw them on there and see if anybody would buy them. And some people have bought them. So hats off to anybody that's been supporting, you know, my buddy Clint Riedel through all that stuff. But, you know, like I said, we just made these, we made these, the whole page, I made it on my phone and I just helped him out and do it. And I kind of just did it as a, I wonder if I can do this. And I did and it, and it worked. So, but like I said, you know, he's just kind of threw some of his older stuff up there. We're hoping, you know, maybe to get his uh, scale house sessions on there. So if anybody wants to download that, they can download it from him. But like I said, I, I kind of made Clint's for him and I made a three finger Betty for one for three finger Betty. Um, I debated making one for audible farm, honestly, and throwing it on there and putting all the all the podcasts on there, but I mean, you guys wouldn't, I mean, most people just stream it anyways from anywhere, um, YouTube or, or Apple podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this. 
Um, but I, I debated going to Bandcamp to set up a, you know, doing that just to set up a merch thing there. And, you know, yeah, I, I tossed it around a few times and I ended up going with, with Big Cartel, bigcartel.com. Uh, that's where the Three Finger Betty shop is, is hosted out of. You can check it out by just going to shop.audiblefarm.com. Just type that in. It's real easy. Or there's a link down below somewhere. But, um, I mean, I use Big Cartel. What's the difference? I don't know. Whatever. I mean, it's six and one, half dozen and another. You know, one has more stats or less stats. One has more fees, less fees, whatever. It's, I mean, so you don't have to go to the Bandcamp page. You don't have to, if you don't want to upload your music and do all that stuff, you can set up a, a big cartel you know thing or like i said earlier facebook allows you to have a shop i don't know what the criteria you have to meet if you do have to meet any criteria but it's possible so you can check that out Uh, you have to cruise around on facebook on a desktop in order to do it you can't do it from your phone but it is possible um i guess not a desktop you can do a laptop or whatever but you can't do it from a phone and i don't think you can do it from a tablet either so uh check it out on a desktop style computer if if you got the capabilities um, but yeah, so, I mean, set up a Bandcamp page if you guys are having, you know, tough time with sales, if you're thinking about releasing something, if you have a pile of music that you have released that you're like, Hey, check, you know, maybe check some of this stuff out. Or if you have some live recordings you think people might enjoy or, or something to that extent, you can, you know, throw it up on your, your Bandcamp page. Uh, a lot of people used to do reverb nation. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people still do reverb nation, but, uh, I've found that the traffic to reverb nation is a lot lower. I set up a couple polls a while back, and uh, no, almost nobody voted for Reverb Nation as a great place to upload your music. A lot of people said either uh, SoundCloud or Bandcamp, uh, as far as a place that's not really a distributor of your music. So, like, it's not it's not a place that will send it to Spotify and Pandora and Napster and all that other stuff. But it's a place where you can host some stuff and people will listen to it. I found that SoundCloud is more you know, more for like rappers and and dance music and things like that understandably it's just kind of where they all gravitated towards so that uh soundcloud is actually where the podcast you're listening to is is hosted out of that's where the rss feed gets dumped from so if anybody's listening to this you're actually technically listening to a soundcloud podcast so i mean i'm just giving out i'm giving out all the information i've got here as far as Things I've used, you know, tips, tricks. If you're listening to this and you're like, how do I start a podcast? Well, like record some stuff and upload it on SoundCloud. I mean, it's that's what I did. You might have to, you know, pay a small fee if you want to leave all of your material there. But you can also just set up a cyclical thing that deletes the last one every, you know, every time you upload a new one. So you can do something like that if you want to on SoundCloud as well. And uh, I mean, there's, like I said, there's no rules to any of this. Um and uh, speaking of starting podcasts, there's a other Iowa podcasts out there. A couple of them had episodes this week. Let me pull up my website. If you go to audiblefarm.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom, which is what I'm doing right now in case you're wondering why I'm talking all weird. Uh, let's see here. I, the last person I talked to was Mason from the Regional Rock Hour. His link is on the website there. It's at the bottom. Uh, the Indie Music Room with Heather Kelly. She put out an episode this week. Her episodes don't come out as often as mine do. Well, well I guess I did skip a week. Uh, speaking of which, that's the first week I've skipped in over two years. So um, my apologies for skipping a week, but also thank you for nobody really complaining that I skipped a week. I appreciate it. I actually had a couple people ask me if I was okay. Yes, I'm okay. Uh, computer just kind of went kaput, and then I had to go fix it. So uh, anyways, 
Heather Kelly, Indie Music Room, she's put out an episode this last week, so check that one out as well. There's a link to that down on the Audible Farm podcast website, which I found out a couple of those links are broken. I'm going to work on fixing that, but uh, that's uh, that's something else. Beers with Bands has been putting out episodes still, so I want to say if you guys are looking for other podcasts from around the Midwest-ish area, I know Beers with Bands kind of tackles music from like eastern iowa up into like the minnesota somewhere area or something like that so check that out beers with bands uh they also have merch and things like that so check them out they're online as well there's a link down below i had already mentioned the iowa music podcast one of my favorite podcasts i I, i've said it before i even mentioned it a couple times on the on other episodes but it was uh, a big part of what i was discussing today was what i heard on that podcast and i you know I, I suggested to so many people, you have to listen to this. And before I even listened to the the episode when it came out, Scott Kirkhart messaged me and said, did you listen to this? Because it's amazing. And I said, it's the next thing I'm listening to. And I literally just went for a drive and listened to it. So it's it's worth it. It's worth it to listen to it. Like I said, you don't have to know anybody on the Iowa Music Podcast to find it enjoyable. You don't have to, you don't have to know Mike, you know, the host. You don't have to know any of the guests. You almost don't even have to care about what he's talking about. It's entertaining. I mean, he's uh, very cut and dry. I discussed it before, but he's he's very good at being, you know, upfront and a little bit blunt, but he is non-offensive at all. And that's, well, that's such a good characteristic to have, honestly. You can be honest with people in a way that doesn't offend them, you know. And I, honestly, I found found that kind of difficult in my life, you know, to try to be as honest. But, you know, don't don't insult people. But that's, that's Mike to a T. He's perfect. You know, he's great for this hosting a podcast thing and you have to check out this latest episode another podcast i think everyone should check out would be the one that the des moines music coalition kind of helps uh put on and that would be uh in the bird room with jordan mayland he's putting out episodes still uh recently had an episode come out if i'm not mistaken uh so check that one out as well that is in my queue on my podcast streaming platform or on my app that I use. So that'll be the next one I listen to. The McAllister Hours is still putting out episodes. I did an episode um with them, Coleman with Coleman before. So check out the McAllister Hours. I think that's one of the links that's broken. And I think the Iowa Music Podcast link is also broken on my website. But if you go to Audible Farm uh Facebook, it, there's a link to it there. Uh that was one of the very few things I posted this last week, uh which is kind of um, sacrilegious when I'm talking about how awesome Mike's podcast was this week. So, um, check it out. Uh, there's a link on, if you go to audible farm on Facebook, it's just down there a little bit. It's a little hyper URL. Like I said, I'll try and fix all these tonight. So they, that way when you guys can just go to the audible farm website and click on it there, but there's tons of great stuff happening in the music scene in Iowa, regardless, of the, regardless of the fact there's nothing going on. I mean, there's shows, People are doing stuff. I mean, as a matter of fact, I went to a jam night just this last week and uh, ran into a gentleman. And let's see here. Elijah. Hmm. There we go. Elijah Smith. Pretty awesome. You know, he, uh, he sings, plays drums. He just kind of randomly came to a jam night. He knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody at jam night. I mean, yeah, that's that's right. He knew... So like third hand, he heard about this and just showed up and uh, absolutely dominated, like uh, played drums, just had a blast hanging out with him. He's a fun guy. So uh, check him out, Elijah Smith. I'm going to try and do a, a, maybe a podcast with him sometime. He said he's kind of tinkered around here and there with Tank Anthony. So there, I know there's Tank Anthony fans uh, in the Iowa area. So 
check him out. Elijah's a cool guy. He plays drums, plays a heck of a good drum. He said he hadn't played in like five years, hadn't really sat behind a kit and played for an extended period of time at all in like five years. And it still, you know, kind of came back to him through, as the course of the night. He was just, just ripping it up. So it's really cool to have that happen. You know, it's one of those things too, those jam nights. You never know who's going to show up. You never know who's not going to show up. You know, sometimes Ober's there. Sometimes he's not. Sometimes Scott Kirkhart's there. Sometimes he's not, you know, so you end up like building these relationships with these people at these jam nights. And, um, I mentioned it when I played a show with Jesse Wilson, not too long ago. It's, it's actually really fun for me to be able to be like, I'm playing these guys' music. They're letting me play leads on songs they wrote, which, you know, to me is really cool, you know, and it's a, it's a fun opportunity that I'm, I'm being afforded by a lot of my friends to go to jam nights, jam with them, uh, randomly sometimes show up at shows and, and play along with people, uh, shout out, you know, to Jesse Wilson, big hats off to him guy's awesome um hopefully he gets back into playing music soon i think he's going to be on the shelf for a little bit um having a surgery if i'm not mistaken so check out his stuff online and uh you know he's been working on trying to set up his social media better and do the logo thing and 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 get it all ready and maybe make some merch and stuff because he's starting to get a little bit of headway with uh some of his shows so it's really kind of neat to see people you know he's one of those guys that i didn't know played music before but then to watch him like start all over back at square one with an acoustic guitar and go with it i've i've almost watched him from start till where he's at now and it's really cool to watch someone progress like that and get better and and more comfortable on stage and go from being able to play just uh, you know, an hour's worth of music to two to this last week, we covered four hours, which boy, oh boy. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a workout. Uh, uh, you know, I get it. Like not, a, not every band play, wants to play a four hour set. Some bands are just like half an hour is plenty. And I get that. I play in a punk band. If we play a half an hour, we will shred your faces off. Um, you know, we're so rock and roll and metal and punk. It's insane. But it's also fun to go play a four hour show and just be like, Holy cow, I got to keep, I got to keep going. You got to keep going, you know, and you got to hold some riffs back in the back pocket for later in the night and, and try not to get too shreddy at the beginning and kind of feel the audience a little bit. And it's a, it's a different beast. I've talked to people that have done it. Um, notably would be Chris Carr, uh, Jeremy Ober, people like that. Clint Riedel's done four hour shows before I've done, you know, handfuls of cover bands. That's your MO. You guys are doing that four hour shows is just what you do. And, uh, it's fun to be able to, to be like, I did that. And it was, not easy. You know, it's not like it was rough and I, I bailed out halfway through, but I ended up with some pretty big blisters. Let's just say that. And I'm not one to be like, my fingers have got all these blisters on them, you know, but they were jacked up when I was done. So, um, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit more used to playing two hours tops, but, uh, might have to work on the calluses next time I want to do a four hour show, but hats off to Jesse for, you know, having me come along to shows. But like I said, it's really cool to, you know, I like to discuss this stuff and see people, you know, go from just being just beginning and not having any, anything. They just as a person with a guitar and, or a person with an instrument and then watch them progress to the point where they get to a point where they're, you know, can actually like book all their own shows. They, you know, almost all their own shows they want, you know, so they're playing almost every weekend. They're to the point where they think they're going to do merch, which is really cool. I think that's awesome. I think everyone should have merch, honestly whether or not it's just a simple t-shirt or something, a CD, something. But once again, different strokes for different folks. But it's cool to see these people progress, you know, and and to have 
Jeremy Ober just had an album come out with Brutal Republic, and it's actually not a new album, I don't think. As far as I know, it's actually like an older album that they like went through and remastered and redid everything, and it's, it is insane sounding. So if you guys are looking for that, check out the Brutal Republic page. I mean, there's plenty of cool music around my area, and these people are still um, playing shows. A lot of the people I mentioned, this is their job. So... I get it. Some people are not playing shows because they choose not to. And I get that. But we've also discussed on this podcast a few times that like, this is some people's jobs. So some of the people I mentioned, this is the only way they make money. So I, I am 100% behind them to go play shows if they want to. Uh, a lot of them say they're still playing to half empty rooms due to, you know, limited capacity, even though a lot of that stuff's been lifted. But once again, hats off to the, you know, those hats off to the businesses that are having music because you can have music in your business. You just have to, you know, do a little extra work in order to, in order to do it, which kind of stinks, but thank you everybody that's putting, you know, putting on live music and, and being safe in bars and staying their distance. And I'm glad there's, (laughs) there's one thing I didn't like was, was somebody just coming up and yelling in my face and at a show and it's it's that it's all completely stopped since COVID happened. So I'm pretty happy about that. I was never really too fond of, you know, overzealous people just being like, yeah, that's awesome. And it's like, you have to wipe your face when you're done talking to them. Like, geez, dude. But, uh, masks and social distancing have taken care of some of my least favorite things, um, as far as playing shows, but they've also created new, you know, deterrence for shows where some people don't even want to go and the place is only half full and some people aren't booking shows and other people are being shamed into booking shows. And it's this weird thing. And I don't, this isn't social commentary hour. This isn't any of that stuff, but it is, I do want to say thank you to people that have been mature and responsible through all this, who have been healthy, who have stayed home when they didn't feel good. Continue doing that for the next rest of your life, please and thank you. I don't care if it's COVID or the common cold or you have an earache. Stay home, please. I don't want to get sick with your nonsense. You know, that was always something that I worked a job for a while where they shamed you if you did say you were sick, even if you really were sick. And it was it was horrible, you know, and I don't... So what do you want me to come into work and be sick? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Get everybody sick and then nobody can come to work. I. So we're coming right back down to it. If you don't want to go out, please don't go out. If you're going to go out, please be safe. If you don't believe in any of this stuff, don't yell in people's faces about it. If you believe wholeheartedly that we're all going to die if you step outside of your house for more than five minutes, also don't yell at people's faces. I mean, I get that everybody has an opinion, but... Uh, I mean, maybe that was the one thing about having no episode last week was I cruised a lot of social media and it's still a lot of the same kind of, you know, polarizing things. And I get it that you can have people on both sides, but let's meet in the middle somewhere. Let's all be happy. If you're going to have a show, social distance, do the guideline things, be safe, do it in a place you trust, do it with people you trust and, and have a show. Mike Schulte once put it out there like this, something to the extent of, would you invite your parents? to come play, you know, come see you play live. Is it that safe of a show? And if it's not, maybe you shouldn't play it, you know? And like I said, I've played places that were half empty, not because nobody wanted to go, but because that's just how far apart everybody had to sit. And was it worth it? Yeah, it was worth it. I wanted to go play a show, you know? And nobody, like I said, nobody was moshing. Nobody took their shirts off and and rolled all over other people. It wasn't, nothing crazy went on, you know? It wasn't hardcore, crazy people 
going nuts. It was just a regular show. People enjoyed the show. They went home. It was no different than the show at Bootleggers. People sat at the tables. They drank their they drank their drinks. They enjoyed the show. Some of them left early. Some of them came late and sat and enjoyed the later half of the show. Nobody was nobody was crowd surfing. You know, like I said, it wasn't anything nuts going on. Everybody was very responsible, and that's one of the things I've seen in a lot of the places I've been going to play shows. Is for a lot of a lot of part, people sit at their table and don't move. And I, that's what you're supposed to do. And thank you. I appreciate it. You know, put your mask on. I've seen people wearing masks at bars. I know some people are just like, why? And, but I get it. I appreciate you guys wearing masks. I appreciate everything that everyone's doing that they think is the right thing. But the one thing I got to say is don't be so preachy about this, that you lose friends, that you lose the real people that matter in your life, even lose family members over this. I understand. I've seen people online. that's just like, screw my aunt. I'm never talking to her again. I get it. Trust me. I get it. Like we've all had family issues and everything, but let's try and be as mature as possible about this. If you don't want to play shows, don't play shows. Um, but also don't be like, Hey, I'm not making any money. Set up an online shop, you know, do live streams, try something. You know, you can't just say my one thing I like to do is gone. So I'm just going to yell and complain to everyone. Like try something else. Uh, with three finger Betty, we've tried literally everything. Like I said, we did, we put our album out first on the radio and then we released it online when we weren't even playing a show. We had booked a show to, to play and then ended up kiboshing it because it was another COVID time. And we were like, man, we're not going to, we're not going to play this show. We're just going to release it on this day and just call it good and smart. Not, I don't know. Should we have shelved it and waited a year, waited two years, waited for whenever people aren't, you know, terrified of this i don't know i don't know so we just we just did what we did and honestly it's not like we're making money hand over fist but we're making a little bit of money um having this album out there people are buying physical copies people are buying digital copies some people are even buying shirts a uh, Bandcamp friday offers no fees so some people are literally just waiting for Bandcamp friday and then and then buying a shirt i couldn't say thank you more i it's one of the the greatest feelings ever and it's, it's so funny because like i'm in a band three finger betty but i'm i'm like a newish member. Um, I'm not an original member. I don't, I don't say specifically, I don't write the music so much, but I'm, I'm in the band, but I kind of like a back seat. You know, if everyone in the band was in a car, I'd sit in the back seat. That's how it would work. And I'd be, I'm totally cool with sitting back there, but I don't think anybody understands how happy I still get when I see that somebody's buying the new album, you know, it's, I get it. Yeah. I worked on it too, but I'm so happy for everyone else in the band that worked hard on it. And I'm happy for John that, you know, he's, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the figurehead of the band, he's the guy that, you know, if, if he was not around, this band would not exist anymore. And that's just how it works. And I, I, I'm just so happy that people are buying the stuff. So hats off to everybody buying merch. I'm even selling audible farm merch still online and people are still buying that. So another one that's just like, my brain explodes and I just got to say thank you guys so much for, for supporting me through all this. Um, you know, it's, it's been fun to do this and it was weird to take a week off. It felt, it feels like forever that I've taken a week off and, uh, I went two years without taking a week off, uh, by hook or crook. I had an, had an episode come out every single week. So, you know, it's really neat. I, I, I'm honestly like, I'm taking this weird two year recount of all this. And it's like, I, I've come so far musically in two years, just by literally just by being social and it's, it's wild. It's wild. It's not like I'm an antisocial person, but I'm not necessarily, I like to keep to myself sometimes, but I like to be people adjacent. It's kind of a weird 
thing. But it's so weird to just be like, well, just step outside of your comfort zone, dude, and go talk to some people. And I did that. And I've, I've literally had such a blast. I've met so many fun people. I've played so many gigs that I never knew I would be able to play. Um, being in a band afforded me the opportunity to to jump in other bands uh, gave me some sort of confidence that I, I didn't really have before to go play jam nights and things like that and introduce myself to other musicians. And I even discussed this last night with a few people at, at a jam night that it's kind of weird that I feel uh, a little bit that way still, you know, I, I still go to jam nights and I'm like, I think everyone's tired of listening to me play. So I just put the guitar down and walk away and it's here you play this time. And, I love hearing other people play, you know, it's kind of that, um, the whole revolving door type thing with, with the musicians up there, like every three or four songs, a new guitarist gets up there and it's like, this is cool. You know, you never get tired of anything, beginner, pro, intermediate, it doesn't matter. But I'm sure everybody has that kind of feeling where like, man, everybody's tired of listening to me play, but I'm right in the thick, meaty part of that curve in that intermediate ish area. So it's, it's not like I'm bad at playing guitar, but I'm, I had so many people tell me last night, like, I think you're the only one that thinks that way. And you only think that way about yourself because you don't ever think that way about anyone else. And it's like, no, I don't. So, you are you know, they're probably right. I'm just being hypercritical of myself. But like I said, it's so weird to just be able to have this podcast for two years and just talk to so many people and 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 learn all this stuff. I've learned so much about the music, the music business, the industry, like ways to act, the etiquette and all this other stuff about music that I never knew. Uh, etiquette at jam nights, etiquette when it comes down. I mean, you name it. I've learned so much stuff. Um, I've been afforded a lot of opportunities to learn from a lot of different people. And I really, really appreciate every single one of you helping me out. Uh, I mean, I'm talking podcasting, I'm talking music. Uh, once again, like I said, etiquette at shows and things like that. Uh, was probably some of the best stuff that I ever learned in my entire life. Um, the best way to stay out of people's way at a music show is some of the best stuff ever. Be organized, you know, and, and I've playing with a band that plays with four other bands every single show we do. It's like, you might be the third band and you might have five minutes of load in and five minutes of load off and that's it, you know, and it taught me how to be organized and, and set my stuff up, you know, quickly and, and organization just comes, that's so much of it you know, streamline everything, just plug everything into these one things. So you have as few connections to make as possible and, and get it done. And I get it that sometimes when you go to a show and you're going to play four hours and you're the only band, you don't have to worry about that. But you know, it's one of those things I'm still, I'm still very glad I learned because it helped me when I went to play live shows, you know, with cover bands, I, all my stuff was quick, concise, easy to set up. It was out of everybody's way, you know, nobody was going to walk or trip over my chords, not me, not anybody else on stage. I, I loved it. I appreciate it so much just to learn these, these weird things and, and to have all these people around me that helped teach me these lessons. Um, so thank you guys for, for, you know, being around and, and, and listening to the podcast every single week. Thank you to everyone that's you know joined me on my weird musical journey, uh, that I've had <laughs> for the last two, three, uh, even four plus years, you know, since I've joined Three Finger Betty. So uh, if you haven't checked out Three Finger Betty and you don't know what it is, it is the band I'm in. We play rock and roll. Um, I guess you could call it rock or punk. Um, it's somewhere straddling that line. We're like punk with like metal-ish, fast-paced drums, like those really, really complex, fast drums. Not like blast beating and stuff, but um, yeah, it's it's some serious stuff. It's like all that punk music. You were like, oh, the drummer's the best guy in this band. That's kind of that's kind of 
what we've got going on. Not that any of us aren't any good, but uh, Clint is amazing. He's played in a lot of different thrash metal bands and things like that. So he brings a little bit of that element into the band. And, you know, John, he likes punk music, but he also likes rock music and he wants to solo. And punk music doesn't usually have solos, but guess what? We do, you know? And I, I took more of a lean in towards, I wanted to, it's so funny because when I when we played down at Anytime Studios in Omaha, uh, Doug Decker down there, Doug, hats off to Doug, um, but he was he was like, man, your guitar sounds so like low and chunky and everything. It's like, yeah, that's what I want to go for. I'm I'm trying to lean my guitar into like the baritone area without ever you know down tuning it, which is another fun thing. I like a couple tricks I learned on the guitar was how to make something sound heavy without actually down tuning it. So, uh, you know, some of those weird tips and tricks people sat down and taught you. And like I said, I, a lot of this is just, I just asked people and it's not always easy to ask people I get. Um, trust me, I get it, but that's what I did. I just said, Hey, what do you think about this? Or how do I go about doing this? Or I noticed you do, you played this thingy or, Hey, do you, you watch anything online recently you think is cool? Send it my way, you know? And I mean, for a while I was watching all of Matt Woods' videos he'd put online when he, he was doing like little snippets of like, there's this little riff I learned. It's just a tiny little riff, but it's cool and you can toss it in your solos and it sounds neat. Guess what? I tossed a couple of those in and they're now, <laughs> now my riffs too, you know? And it's one of those things where it's like, without actually going out and learning these people's names and listening to their music and enjoying what they do and, and wanting to learn new things I wouldn't have ever learned any of this so if you're nervous about playing music if if you're starting out you don't know where to go go to a jam night buddy up with someone go to a show say hi to somebody if you don't want to go to shows and things like that there's still opportunities to get your music out there and be heard live streaming you can set up an online shop you can uh, make new music there's lots of people hitting the studios like recording lots and lots and lots of new music and uh, I mean listen back to some of the recent episodes there's people with all sorts of crazy thoughts and patterns about how they're going to put out music uh you know tyrell frazier was talking about you know maybe putting out a song every was it 45 days i think he said which is equates to almost one a month and you're only going to skip you know one month or whatever if you start at the beginning of the year so it's kind of cool to, to see that like i said there's no rules i knew somebody that put out three singles to an album knew somebody i saw somebody online put out three singles to an album over the course of a month before releasing the album. And one came out on Spotify, one came out on YouTube and one came out on Facebook and that's how they did it. So like, it was pretty much like the three biggest platforms that people intake information from them on. They released a single on each one of those and everyone got a different one. So you, they could be like, Oh, next week go over to this platform and listen to this one. And then the week after go to this platform. And it's, if you don't like YouTube, you don't have to, you know, if, or if you didn't know it existed, you wouldn't miss out because you would get a single two weeks later on Facebook or something. So there's no rules. There's no rules to any of this. Ask, ask around, talk to people. That's, that's pretty much what I've been doing. Uh, listen to Mike Schulte's episode on the Iowa Music Podcast this last week. Like I said, it's it's amazing. Uh, it's it's pretty eye opening. Some of the stuff he found out as far as what to post, when to post, how to post, how frequently to post, etc., etc., etc. So if you run the social media um, for your band, maybe you need to check it out. Maybe if, maybe, he even said this in his band, and I will concur. If you're in a band and somebody runs your social media and you don't think they're doing a due justice, talk to them about it. Um, you don't got to be mean, but t just talk to them about it. Say, hey, I think we 
you know, I listened to this podcast and I thought they had some interesting information. So maybe we need to post some stuff. And, you know, if your guy just wants to post once a month and just call it good, it might not cut it anymore. I'm just saying. So, so check it out. That episode was very eye opening, And that's, that was literally what I wanted to talk about this week. That's almost all I wanted to talk about this week. Um, that and the other episodes that came out recently. So if you're like, oh no, Peter missed another, he missed another episode. You know, this week there was no, no podcast. Well, guess what? There's like five or six other ones that are still talking about music in Iowa in a very important way, putting out episodes almost every single week. And if they're not, they're putting them out on odd enough schedules that almost every single week you will have a new episode from somebody, even if it's not Audible Farm. So check them out. Go to the Audible Farm website, scroll to the bottom, find different podcasts around the area, people talking. If you think you want to start a podcast and you don't know how, hit me up. I'll help you start one. It's not like this is a, I'm a gatekeeper and this is the woo secrets and stuff. No, you can, you can do this too. So hit me up if you need any pointers on anything. I will, if I don't know the answer, I'll, I'll point you in the right direction and give you a little push. You know, that's, that's the best I can tell you. And if I do know the answer, I will help you. Um, I'm not going to spoon feed anyone though. So if you want me to do all the work for you, I'm not going to do it. But, uh, you know, if you, if you're looking for some sort of tips and tricks, listen to Mike's episode. Um, do some of the things he said on there. Try them out. See how they're working. I, like I said, I've been testing out goofy, goofy stuff on the Three Finger Betty social media account um, with almost no negative reactions. So it's not like people are unfollowing us in droves when I'm trying to post goofy stuff. For an example, I, I made a, a meme recently um, featuring the new Three Finger Betty album. If you want to check it out, go to the Three Finger Betty Facebook page or Instagram page and scroll around. I've I've been kind of goofing around a little bit with that. So check it out. Uh, there's definitely, definitely more of those to come on the Three Finger Betty page. But uh, hey, if you guys are you're out there listening to this, I got to say hats off. I almost covered a whole hour by myself, which is pretty wild. I was originally just going to sit down and do like a 20-minute episode. So um, hopefully this wasn't too boring with just me sitting here talking for like an hour, but, uh, hats off everybody. I will check you on the other side of the outro and, uh, it's probably going to be pretty short. Wow. More of me talking. What a windbag. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. I really appreciate it. I don't know why I have, I kept the format the same when it's just me talking the whole time, but I did. So, uh, you know, whatever, uh, <laughs> Thanks for listening to the episode. Let everybody know if you like the podcast, say, I mean, not necessarily this episode because it was just me, but if you like an episode, share it out with somebody, you know, share it with your friends, your buddies, your family members, uh, your enemies, you know, put it on a carrier pigeon and fly it across town, whatever you got to do. Just let people know about the podcast if you like it. If you don't like it, I don't know, don't let anybody know about it, I guess. Uh, if you guys really like the podcast, we've got merch. So you can go to shop.audiblefarm.com. There's a link down below. Check it out. Uh, T-shirts, hoodies. Uh, stickers. That's pretty much all we've got for now. What other kind of merch should we get? I've heard a lot of people saying koozies. If we made koozies, would anybody buy them? Are they worth it? Um, maybe. Well, koozies might be the next thing. I don't know. We'll see. Go to shop.audiblefarm.com. Like I said, hoodies, t-shirts, stickers. That's what we got for now. Hoodies are limited quantity, though. Uh, I, as far as I know, there's only like one or two of the available sizes left, and I'm running out of sizes. Uh, I know it's winter time. As people say, you need to get hoodies in. I, yeah, I get it. Um, maybe eventually soon here. I don't know. I was debating whether or not to get a different style of hoodie or whether or not to try a baseball tee or 
or do something completely off the wall and just do koozies and and forget the shirts thing for a while or something you know i don't know so what, what kind of merch should we get hit us up let us know uh comment on wherever you're listening to this or whatever um other things you can do to help out the audible farm podcast if you don't want to give me any money uh give me two seconds of your time and give us a, a review wherever you're listening to this five stars four stars i mean we got people rating us one star i guess uh those are kind of funny to read but hey hats off to anybody who's giving us reviews who's letting people know who's uh championing the podcast i still have people coming up to me and say hey i listened to this episode from a few weeks back it was awesome and it's like I, I want people to listen when they come out, but I'm still so happy people are going through the back catalog. This, The last two weeks, I didn't have an episode out. I didn't have an episode come out last week, and then two weeks ago, I had an episode with Mason, I guess. But like, I still didn't have a day where nobody listened, which means people are still digging in and listening to old episodes. I can see which episodes people are listening to, and it's wild. It's wild. So hats off. If you're new to the podcast, uh, check out older episodes. I'm sure there's somebody there you might know. Um, and if you don't know them, you might find some fun stuff in there you want to check out uh you know like we said earlier in the podcast check out the other podcasts in iowa check out the other bands buddy up with people do all that sorry do all that good stuff and uh check it out uh there's also the audible forum patreon if you want to watch video versions of this they're all on patreon uh i've had a lot of i mean (laughs) believe it or not i have a lot a lot a lot a lot of people ask me why do you put videos out and then put them on patreon and make somebody pay for them um I get it. I get it. I should just put it out for free and let everybody just, you know, get all this content for free. No, but uh, it's the audio versions are free. There's there's video clips on YouTube for free. And I guess if you really want to watch the whole video, uh, you can do it on Patreon. We have a handful of people that do. And some people, you know, have been very, very nice with how they've pledged to Audible Farm. And I'm very, very happy about that. So... Um, if you if you want the video versions, they're there. If you don't, the audio versions are free. Um, one way or the other, this costs me time and money to do, and uh, I'm just trying to recoup some of the money back on the back end if I can, if it's possible. So, like I said, if if you're interested, check it out. If not, uh, audio versions are free. They're always going to be free, 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 free for free, free. Um, maybe I'll put more sponsors in. Maybe I won't. I said originally I would never do sponsors, and then I ended up with some. So um, you never know. You never know what's going to happen on the podcast. But like I said, this is free. You can listen on YouTube for free, AudibleFarm.com for free. I think that link still works on there. I should double check that as well. Now that I got my computer back. But yeah, you can listen to YouTube. You can listen on anywhere you listen to podcasts, and it's uh, it's free. So. Yeah, it does cost money to listen or to watch, but I guess, I mean, <laughs> I guess if you want to watch, go for it. Uh, it's up to you. Um, and if you are watching and, and do the Patreon thing, I really appreciate it. Thank you guys very much. I know a couple of the people that watch every single week, so uh, hats off to you guys. I mean, like as soon as the episode comes out, boom, they're on it. So it's really kind of neat to have that be a thing. So thank you guys very much. If you're looking to uh, support the Audible Farm podcast, like I said, you can do this all non-monetarily. Just leave us a a good review and maybe share us with some of your friends. That's all you got to do. I mean, that's all. And even if you don't want to do that, that's cool, too. Just thanks for listening. I really appreciate that. So uh, hats off to everybody for listening. Uh, No guests this week. No other information to share. Check out somebody's music and and enjoy it and and share it around i mean if you're not sharing this podcast just go share your buddy's music i'm sure everybody's got a friend that this guy makes cool music share it say i really like this guy's music i know i make music but i i really enjoy this person's music so thank you very much to this person for doing that thing you know and uh that's that's what it comes down to just supporting one another and uh, if you like something let people know you like it you know and if uh you know like i said earlier in the episode you don't got to be mean about it either you know (laughs) 
If you don't like something, keep your mouth shut. No. Uh, it just is what it is, and that's just the way it works. So uh, help each other out, support each other. Um, stop being so mean. Stop being so mean online sometimes, people. It's, it's wild. I can't believe it. But, uh, you know, hey, I was young too. I did the same thing when I was really, really, really young, and the internet was, like, brand new. So live and learn. That's what we're all doing here. And uh, hopefully I'll live longer and learn a lot more, and, and we'll have a bazillion more episodes of the podcast come out. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. I'm out. I'm just rambling at this point. Well over an hour. It's uh, It's nonsense time now. So I'll check you next week. Peace. Peace.